This is the Glenn Beck Program. With Pat and Stu. You reaches at uh, 888-727-BECK. Just uh, two days before Thanksgiving now. Uh, so, short week. Should bring you some, I don't know, excitement, happiness, joy into your life. <laughs> That uh, well, we, unless you're you know going to meet with relatives that you can't stand. Well, yes, yes. We had a, a story that I shared on Pat Gray Unleashed earlier today. Uh, a poll that said only three percent of families actually get into arguments at Thanksgiving at the table. Really, that's that are they're likely to get into an argument? About eight percent are somewhat likely. So it's up to eleven percent of families that might have a big. Knockdown, drag out over politics. Oh, over politics. Over politics. Okay. Yeah, because I don't think it's always about politics. No, that's probably true. I, I don't yeah. remember many uh, arguments uh, going back to when I was a kid with parents going at each other by any means. No, we but, never had that. No, I mean it was always a great time. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I loved our holidays. Mm-hmm. But I, I, you can see if you have one of those fights, it's really memorable, right? Like you're yes. blowing up your family for a period of time. <laughs> yes. So it kind of does maybe have a an outsized. Uh, place in your memory Mm -hmm. but i don't think it's is it real that people are fighting all the time i don't know it might be more real right now because tensions are so high and because we are at each other's throats all the time i don't know it feels like you know tension and bloodshed could break out at any moment uh but maybe that's just perception because we see this stuff every single day and you know we get to see all the all the buffoons in the news who are interrupting events not letting events occur yelling and screaming uh, their hatred for trump that i mean you know maybe it's overblown because we just see it every day I, that is part of it clearly right yeah you know people who complain mm-hmm. about how awful twitter is mm-hmm. uh and how you know just terrible it is for everybody who's on it and and then they're on it complaining about those things they're actually on twitter doing it uh and it's you you get yourself into that mode Mm -hmm. it can get really ugly but when you look at the i mean even the stats show what is it like eight percent of people are responsible for like 75 percent of the tweets right it's it's something ridiculous like that yeah because most people in america are not on twitter they're Mm -hmm. certainly not on twitter in the way that reporters are on twitter and that's a big part of this i think you know, you you see maybe the mainstream media, um, if you're the average person, and you see a bunch of people telling you what's going on in the news who are sitting on Twitter all day reading tweets from other liberal journalists telling them how terrible Donald Trump is every day. Mm-hmm. So, of course, it flavors their reporting. Like, I mean, yeah. I, I think it's different than the old days where you had people who were generally liberal. However would convince themselves they were trying to be fair they were trying to tell the truth and their truth of course always wound up being liberal but it was there was at least a a a tip of the hat to the conservative argument somewhere in the in the story a lot of times they've abandoned all of that oh yeah circa 2016 yeah right like they've just been like okay that happened now we can no longer hide it we can no longer take the risk this is too important we have to come out and just scream at everybody every day. And it's mm-hmm. a terrible approach. It never works, right? Mm-hmm. You know, if you have, um, you know, if you're watching a, a, a horror movie and you have that big jump scare where something jumps out in front of you mm-hmm. uh, and, and you know, you, you, you're, you're like, like legitimately jump in the theater. 
because it is it's that big moment and it happens once or twice in in a great horror movie the bad horror movies they do it like 25 times you know like every <laughs> single time like the person uh, turns around there's a person standing there and a big loud noise and you're like all right you just did that it, it, why is this person so scared they're walking around their kitchen and nothing is happening like this is not a scary moment and i think that's where the american mm-hmm. people are now on this with trump it's like if if the media had come out and said, look, he's the president. We're going to judge what he does. We're going to watch every day. And then, you know, when he passes tax cuts, we're going to say, you know what? It's going to help a lot of people. We're not going to lie about it and say it's all rich people getting tax cuts. And when he has a judge that comes in, we're not going to just accuse him of rape. <laughs> you know, we're not, we're not going to mm-hmm. just go, hey, uh, some random person walked into our uh, lobby today and said uh, the Supreme Court nominee raped somebody 40 years ago. 40 years ago. Let's in, just believe them. Yeah. Like, you can't do those things because when you have something that you think is legitimate, and I don't think it's Ukraine, but let's just say at some point Trump does something that is impeachable. It's possible. It's, you know, it's, it's rare, but it's possible. Um, if he were to do something that was on that level, would anyone be won over by the argument from these people who've been telling us that, you know, every single thing the guy has done since he walked into office was impeachable? Yeah. You can't. Uh, it's, it's like imp- Chicken Little. Yeah. It's, you're... Screaming that the sky is falling all the time when it's not falling. That's what the Democrats have done. And uh, hopefully people are seeing that because, and I think they are, the impeachment uh, polls lately have been going toward Trump now. They're starting to think that this is, you know, the Democrats don't have any evidence. And they don't. And so uh, the polls are really tightening up for the president right now on this impeachment situation anyway. Yeah, uh, and I think... they've kind of shot their best bullets already on this one, right? I mean, yeah. they, they came out with their best yep. witnesses. Their, what, this is this was the best version of their case. They didn't have to allow anybody, any pushback from Republican witnesses. Uh, they just decided to go for it. And, you know, I, look, they're going to probably impeach him because they have control and they can do whatever they want. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd be very surprised if they went through this whole charade without actually getting an impeachment out of it. So they can at least tell their AOC f- fans, you know, look, we did something. Yeah, we but tried. I, outside of that, I don't know. I, I mean, there's certainly at this point nothing that's going to even come close to removal. So no, what no do they way. get out of this? No, I mean, no. I, I, I think they're starting to sense it might actually hurt them. Yeah. My, yeah. And there was this story earlier this week, too. Well, like yesterday, that, uh, that they're getting cold feet. Some of them seem yeah. to be getting cold feet on the whole impeachment process. More patent stew for Glenn coming up in 60 seconds. This is the Glenn Beck program. Triple eight, seven, two, seven, B E C K patent stew for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program. You got an Epstein update here. Yeah. Cause look, there is a lot of, divisiveness in this country today mm-hmm. and a lot of people are going to come around the thanksgiving table and maybe get, you know, get into some arguments but there's one thing that we can all come together on which is that jeffrey epstein didn't kill himself exactly i think we all <laughs> could recognize that one central truth and i mean i joke a little but i mean it is now uh it's coming it's showing up in polls now I bet. This is going to be a thing. Like, this is going to be a thing that we all believe soon, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I, and, and we went back and forth a little bit about this uh, earlier. And I, I don't – there's not really, like, evidence per se 
that that he did a lot kill of circumstantial himself. it's just so suspicious it is yeah so suspicious you the can't guy, deny it's yeah, suspicious you have to right like listen yeah. to the way this is written this uh i think i don't remember who i don't have the uh, source here in front of me but 45 percent of americans baselessly believe that jeffrey epstein was murdered according to a baselessly wait, wait a minute baselessly i mean look i wow. am, i don't like conspiracy theories at all yeah i like seeing the evidence and even with this one like there's there are a lot of people that would are acting in ways that don't make sense if you're trying to cover up a murder. There's a lot of people who are totally unrelated to this saying things that are not consistent uh, or don't make a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. It, why would they be involved in a cover up? Like it doesn't. It's a very far ranging thing. And and I keep coming back to the idea that if you wanted to kill Jeffrey Epstein, you had ten years of this guy just walking around Miami. Right, like, mm-hmm. you know, he was very available to kill, and he was—he had a private island. You could have just showed up when he was there, <laughs> right? Like, there's a lot of ways to kill Jeffrey Epstein that are much easier than waiting until he is in a cell. Well, Bill was on the plane with him 26, 26 times. times. <laughs> he could have killed him <laughs> right, right there. Then. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> this is a Survey Monkey uh, um, uh, poll, and I think the idea of baselessly here it's just you're pushing it with mm-hmm. that right like the cameras are out two guards fall asleep the guy was on a suicide watch and then pulled off of it so he could commit suicide his cellmate was taken out of mm-hmm. the cell just hours before this happened the guards never check him despite the fact that they were supposed to do that every 15 minutes I mean, there's so many things. They didn't have the paper sheets they're supposed to have that tear away instead of, you know, strangle somebody. So, I mean, how many things came together to allow him to commit suicide? It is suspicious. It is suspicious. You can't deny it's at least suspicious. I, I Right. I mean, there, I, there's not a lot of conspiracy theories uh, that I buy into mm-hmm. but we all have our like little pet I think so, theory yeah. right? right like i feel like there's some and this mm-hmm. is what i think is going to be a big one for a lot of people i mean we're up to half of america already that believe it yeah. which is fast they need to do a really thorough report and convince the american people if mm-hmm. this was not something more than suicide you really need to walk people through it i think because yeah. it just think so doesn't seem possible 34 percent um believe this in august so it's gone from 34 to 45 Wow. In only a couple of months. Uh, only 16% believe he died by suicide. That's down wow. from 33%. So it's been cut in half. Wow. And <laughs> it really. And the remainder is they're not sure. Um, so 45, yeah. mm-hmm. 16, 39% unsure. That, wow. According to the poll. Dang. That's, that's a high percentage of unsure, too. Yeah, well, look, none of us were there. Yeah. None of us have read the report beginning to end. I mean, obviously, some media people have done it, but generally speaking, no one. It's just, it's one of those things that just doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. I know, like, my chosen conspiracy theory, my little pet one, which I I turned out to be seemingly true, at least uh, in a book that came out uh, last year, was the, the whole John Roberts, Obamacare, he changed his mind at the last second and rewrote it, and it was... Uh, he was supposed to be on on the side of the conservative argument and last minute switched. It does seem like that one was actually true. Mm. Now, there's, you know, the, the extension of that theory is that he did it for some illicit reason, like he was hiding some secret. I tend to think it was more of a situation. Or there was something about his daughter, right? 
I don't uh, wasn't remember there? if that was it. Yeah, it was something yeah, where they basically something. saying like, you know, he got blackmailed into yeah. changing it. I right. don't know if I believe that part of it, but I did believe that he he changed it at the last second for some reason. And the reporting now is that he changed it kind of like like maintain the, the yeah the, he's trying to maintain his legacy yeah, his or legacy whatever. like I, I mean right. it was uh, right it's lame and something that a supreme court justice should never do i mean exactly I, 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 talk about impeachment uh there's a much better case for roberts than there is for trump in yep. my mind because it, but that's the type of stuff you shouldn't be doing i mean he basically voted against what he believed was constitutional to trade out a you know a, a favor later on like he tried mm-hmm. to convince liberals to vote with him so he changed his opinion so they'd come along and it didn't look too partisan. Ooh. Okay, okay. What you, no, they never care about that. When's the last time a leftist cared about what was part, what looked partisan? They never, never do. Right. They never do. Right. So, um, you know, that one, I don't know, you know, if that's even a conspiracy theory anymore. But this one is, it's just one of those things uh, that I think almost everybody believes is way too suspicious even if you are completely fine okay yeah he killed himself because look the guy there's a lot of reasons for the guy to kill himself here's a guy who lived his entire life you know following you know receiving every little pleasure he wanted from every little illegal person uh, or illegal uh, act that he uh, could have uh, maintained it from and now he's in a jail cell he can't do anything his life is obviously over he's not getting out of that cell it's over He's disgraced. Completely. He's disgraced completely, mm-hmm. which is bizarre because really he did the things that he was caught for. Uh, you know, he's being disgraced for long ago, and he went and he went mm-hmm. through the whole uh, the whole situation. Then came through on the other side of of prison, which wasn't really prison. He was he was in his own private wing of a, 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 a jail is by himself, and then he was able to leave for twelve hours a day, six days a week to go to work. So that's not really prison. Okay? That's, not, <laughs> that's, really not. that's not prison. No, it's not. But he was able to continue this lifestyle. And we don't know how many women, you know, he was he was with. But we do know that like when he he had this is after um, and women is not the right word. Uh, I should I, I should I should know women, not the right word in this particular context. But he was you know, he was sleeping with all these girls. He got caught, went to jail. Then got out, finally cleared himself of all these huge punishments. Because, I mean, you know, when you, when you wind up uh, luring 30, 40, 50 high school girls for, to, you know, for sex to your home, I mean, you figure private wing, leaving all the time, you know, in the, what, a year or so. It's about right for a punishment. Mm-hmm. Uh, unbelievable, right? Mm-hmm. But he continues to, like, for example, he continues, has, has reporters over for interviews to his house in new york and who answers the door like a teenage girl 19 year old girls yeah. from like the eastern block yeah like it's this is not a good amazing story yeah. Yeah. it's a, it's amazing i mean he was a bad dude triple eight seven two seven b-e-c-k more patents too for glenn coming up just 60 seconds Pat and Stu for Glenn. Um, another thing about Jeff- Jeffrey Epstein is, uh, at least according to a journalist who I was reading uh, a couple of weeks ago, I think this journalist was from New York Magazine. Uh, yeah, this, this is one of the stories that I, I read as yeah, well. Yeah, mm-hmm. he went over to his house, his mansion in New York, 
And I think that's the one where the 19-year-old opened the door, right, and showed him in. <laughs> this was in 2008 or nine. It was after his initial problems. Yeah, it was later than that, I think. And maybe even later than yeah, that. Yeah. And so he went in and interviewed Epstein for hours. I mean, the guy gave him access to the house. He, he looked all around. He wanted him to write his autobiography. Right. Or, uh, he wanted you know, yeah. you know, ghost write his Which autobiography. Which I don't think he wound up happening. No, he said no. But Epstein, he said Epstein was completely open about it and completely unrepentant about it. Yep. And he, he just acknowledged, yeah, I like young girls. And he just didn't think it was wrong. He said, well, they used to do this all the time. Well, yeah, and they used to do yeah, a lot of things they, all the time. They used uh-huh. to burn people at the stake, too. Don't I don't do think that much good... anymore. <laughs> so <laughs> It's not exactly a great argument. I mean, the, it's the not. World history is not. But he a... didn't hide it. No. From the journalist, at least. He tried to make a point of, like, look, you know, this is normal in, in a lot of cultures, mm-hmm. and uh, it's not a big deal, and I, n- I never did anything uh, that they didn't consent to. Well, we have late age of consent. I don't know if you've ever heard of this, <laughs> uh, where you have to be, you cannot consent when you're 12. Mm-hmm. That's not a thing you could do. Not possible. Not legally possible. Right. Uh, you know, it's, it's like, let's say you just want to one day say you're black when you're white. That's not possible. Let's say you want to say you're a boy when you're a girl. Not possible. Becoming increasingly possible somehow. But you know what I'm saying? Like, you can't just make these things come true. There are laws. There's no way to consent when you're 12 years old to a 40-year-old. That's not a thing. I'm glad it's not a thing. It's one of those those situations we should keep keep intact, I feel like. Because of the denial of some of the other things you just mentioned, maybe one day it will be a thing. I mean, they're going to try to knock down that taboo as well. Yeah, I mean, we've seen it happen in a bunch of... If you look at the far-left publications, you will see... Wasn't it Salon that was writing Salon all the articles did a bunch about of them. pedophiles? Yeah. And how, you know, they're misunderstood or whatever. Yeah, misunderstood, and, uh-huh. and, and as long as they don't act on it. But, like, uh-huh. it'll go further and further to the point where yeah. eventually it'll be... They it'll are be certainly attempting to normalize it. I mean, and, and, it, and it feels weird because you... It's like, it's like if you're looking at someone you, you live with every day and they're losing or gaining weight... And you might not notice it every day, but after someone who hasn't seen them in a year, they come by and they're like, oh my gosh, look at this fatso, right? Uh, <laughs> right. I, I know that because yes. people say it to me a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, me too. <laughs> but it's, it's what happened. I mean, if we go back just to like, the, let's say the Romney election year, mm-hmm. and, you'd be, and you would be told that basically every mainstream media source will tell you that it is completely real, that you can just identify as the other gender... There's no way anyone would have believed us in this audience. No. There's no way. No way. And we wouldn't have believed it either. It's not like we predict. I mean, like, you know, you could see this stuff coming. But and like, that was how, 2012. That was 2012. It happens so fast. Wow. I mean, yeah. the things that they prepare you for, they, they just culturally move them. And all of a sudden, all the standards, all the things that you used to believe are gone. Everything that was solid is liquid one day. And you're like, wow, how the hell did that happen? And then you're getting booted off social media just for saying the thing that was everyone knew was true just a couple years ago. Yep. Incredible. Pat and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program, 888-727-BECK. Uh, apparently, Bernie's released some details about his tax proposal. Yeah. We I- talked about Elizabeth Warren yesterday at her 500, no, 158%. It was all it was. It's not 500%. Just 158% of everything you make. And to be clear, 500% is a little too high. That's excessive. Yeah. Yeah, that's well, more than your fair share. 
Yeah. 158%, though. That's oh, reasonable. I think it's too low, personally, uh, because mm-hmm. these bastard billionaires shouldn't even exist. Right. How about the time that they were like, uh, they had Tom Steyer on the stage, and and they tried to goad an argument out of the candidates. They're like, you know, uh, Elizabeth Warren says that uh, billionaires should not even exist, and Bernie Sanders says billionaires should not even exist. Tom Steyer, how do you feel about that? Oh, <laughs> uh, I, too, believe that billionaires shouldn't exist. It's like, oh, shut what? up, you wuss. <laughs> I mean, it's just like, oh, that's man. just pathetic. Uh, but Bernie <laughs> is a guy who's going to fund these plans, and he's, and he's honest about it. Mm-hmm. But we know that Bernie is going to make sure that the rich are paying for this. Because you know, how much money do you need? You know what Thank I mean? And, yeah. and, and, you know, we, we say the rich. And sometimes that's a little difficult to define because it's not there's not a number you put on that. But Bernie was well willing to actually put a number on it yesterday, uh, and he told you about the tax that's going to hit uh, you um, if but you happen to be rich. Probably like not the, you because right. the number is so high that how many Americans are going to be included in this tax? Oh, I mean, it's, it's top one percent of the top one percent of the top one percent of the top one percent. Yeah, it's just I, I, that's, when you hear the figure, you're going to laugh because yeah. you're going to realize that yeah, I could work my whole me. life and yeah, never earn and not, that much money. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Well, here's Bernie explaining his plan. Okay. What we will do, what we will do, is have a four percent tax on income, exempting the first twenty nine thousand dollars. <laughs> All right. Good. You, Wait, what? You're better yeah. at arithmetic than I am. Because mm-hmm. what that means uh, is well, if you are that average family in the middle yeah. mm-hmm. who makes 60000 a year, that means uh, we're yeah. going to tax you on 31000 at 4%. There you go. Oh. So, so don't worry about it because it's only the wealthiest yep. <laughs> 93% of, of Americans. Right. Exactly. And you're probably, if you're listening to the show right now, what are the odds that you happen to be in the wealthiest 93%? I mean, it's... I mean, if you make $29,000... Yeah, you could you could afford to, to shave a little money off You're of not that. even going to miss that 4%. You won't miss it. And you probably, like, if you're sitting in your car right now, you're like, I don't even know what it would be like to earn $29,000 a year. It's too well, much money. I mean... You've got a Bugatti. Right. You've got a Porsche. Probably a Lamborghini. A Lamborghini. Yeah. A couple yachts. You live in a 50,000 um, square foot home. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, probably on a hill well, somewhere. Maybe forty thousand. It depends maybe. at what area. If you're in Southern California, you could probably only afford forty thousand square yeah, feet. Yeah. Uh, but if you maybe you're in the middle of the country, you get fifty thousand. I mean, think about that. That's twenty nine thousand dollars. Yeah. Think about that. If you could go to the bank, you could pull all that twenty nine thousand out. <laughs> you could lay it all out with individual ones. It would stack super high, uh, maybe to the whole I'll ceiling. I'll bet it'd be over an inch. I'll bet it'd be over an inch high. Maybe that stack of bills. Maybe. <laughs> and I mean. Now, when you're raking all this cash in, I would uh-huh. like, if you are the type of person out there and you live this lifestyle, if you make over $29,000 a year, I would love to hear your story. Because I, <laughs> I used to love Robin Leach doing lifestyles, lifestyles of the rich and famous. Of the rich and famous. <laughs> yeah, you remember? Yeah, yeah. And they would just go in and they'd just be like, look at this whole house is marble. And then they have a slide to get down to their car. And These people make a whopping $29,000 a year. I remember he said that how many times? Oh. And you're like, oh every my gosh, week. imagine if I could grow every up and, and, and get to that level. You know, you would just be like, I'm so rich. I actually want more taxes because I am having an issue counting my money yeah it just it just yeah. piles up so fast and the guilt factor that you've oh, taken yeah. so much from society well, at some point you, 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 you made have, enough money you made enough money mm-hmm. it's true and we've heard that many times yes so 
if you happen to be one of these spectacular <laughs> people among us that earn over, over $29,000 a year, we'd love to hear your story of wealth. But beyond that, I think the truth here is that Bernie uh, is at least being honest. Yeah, that's I mean, crazy, Can you though. imagine the balls? 29 now, you're exempt if you make 29000 29000 That's the cutoff point? And that means that this tax wow. will hit literally everyone who is not in poverty. <laughs> that, yes. That is like legitimately what yes. happens here. It's the poverty line. Probably 29000 is probably the poverty May very line. Well be Close the to it in some, it, yeah. in some, like in California, in New York, it's probably more than that. Yeah, it varies because, you know, it also varies on how many kids you have yeah. and whether you're married and all these different things, but it's right around, uh, it's right around uh, here. Uh, and then that, like that, I will say, I do give him credit for actually blurting that out. Yeah. You I know, $29,000 a year, this tax will hit you and you'll be paying more and more and more and more and more and more to the federal government until basically they just have the whole thing. And that's just his wealth tax, right? That's, that's just, no, four- I think that was for um, the uh, healthcare stuff. So he's going to take, he's going to give you, um, it's four, so four percent. There, there's a 4% four, tax. It's actually four. Uh, for healthcare, right? So they just take that out of your check and it goes into the healthcare and then, coffers. And then what that does for you is, of course, you get to wait in line a really long time for your surgeries. Yes. Which is nice. You get yes. a place in line, though. You're guaranteed a place in line. Now, you might not ever get to the surgery. You may die before the surgery. Well, you might. But you're in line. Yeah. And what else but are they supposed it, to sometimes do? Sometimes it only takes nine, ten months to get the surgery, though, that you need. That's it. Yeah, that's it. You can't Don't wait nine or ten months. This is, this is what, what's happening in this country. People are making $29,000 a year. They're all spoiled. And there are some services. I was told by, the, uh, by my uh, surgeon who did my neck surgery mm-hmm. uh well, see, well, God, he probably makes to me i don't think he makes twenty nine thousand no, for no that way. job but no he probably way. makes a good 15 but i think 15 to sixteen thousand wow. ish mm-hmm. you know but he said he was saying if because i started with uh the injections you know to kind of calm it down and stuff yeah and that, it works for a few minutes but then after a while it goes away but anyway he was saying now if you lived in canada you couldn't even get it they don't even offer it they don't offer the you, injections you can't do it yeah, so you gotta you gotta go directly to surgery immediately, even though the injection would be a heck of a lot cheaper and easier to do, and they, but they don't they don't do it. Wow! So you just suffer until you can get surgery, and that's scheduled off you know six months in advance. Yeah. Look, I mean that's nuts. It's it's ridiculous, and you know the twenty nine thousand dollar thing is an incredible line i mean look you, know, you work your ass off for I, i've worked many years for less than twenty nine thousand dollars uh you know you good doing good solid work uh is a is a great thing and there's nothing to be ashamed of for making twenty nine thousand dollars a year you certainly shouldn't be attacked for it though no you know you mm-hmm. shouldn't be attacked for having uh for being so wealthy that you're making twenty nine thousand dollars a year that's ridiculous and the the idea that this is the solution to our health care wow. problems is a real is a real issue there's a place in um in oklahoma uh, that does uh, they decided to just kind of just change the way medicine is done and we talk about this free market healthcare thing all the time but it never comes to fruition well they decided to just do it so it was a couple doctors uh, one, the main guy is an anesthesiologist and they started this surgery center and they now post all of the prices for their surgery online you go to their website alright this, this one's $3,000 that's how much it costs 
They don't take any insurance. They don't deal with it at all. You have to go in and you have to pay for it. Hmm. However, you know exactly what it costs, right? You know, and it's much cheaper than the hmm. other places around are, um, are charging. They don't jack up prices to try to get insurance money. They don't do any of that. They just, and they have a highly qualified people who come in and do these things and they do them well. Are and, they doing well? And they're doing it? really well with it. They're doing really well with it. In fact, it, I, I, uh, I think it's been open for, uh, you know, 15 or 18 years now. Wow. Um, uh, and they have not raised their prices since they opened. Their that's, prices are the same. That's when pretty they amazing. Opened. Wow. Think about that. And here's something that it's in the real world. It's actually happening. It's working. Is it dominating the conversation even for conservatives? No. Why? Instead, we're talking about, well, look, of course we have to keep all of these big programs that already exist, but let's not slightly expand them yeah. or really, really expand them. That's the, the debate. Oh, we're going to keep all, like Obamacare. Like, remember there was a time. Do you guys remember this? When Republicans said getting rid of Obamacare was a priority? <laughs> When's the last yeah. time you heard anybody say that? 2016. Now it's all, oh, well, of course we have to keep that. But what we'd like to do is do this slight improvement here and there and try to change this or that. Uh-huh. What, you know, what happened? Instead, now these th- it's everything we said about Obamacare is coming true. It, first of all, hasn't worked. Mm-hmm. Second of all, and we know, by the way, it was we know, more expensive. It's more expensive. And we know. It, it doesn't work because every single Democrat who is running for president against it, they're all saying how bad it is that we have to improve it. Now, they don't say it in those words, but they all have plans to double and triple the size of it mm-hmm. or uh, change it completely. So we know they don't think it's working. We also told you that was coming. Yep. Uh, that was the next step, in mm-hmm. fact, is that. It's a Trojan horse. It's a Trojan horse. Well, it's not really a Trojan horse, is it? We're just saying it's right there. It's right there. We're telling you. That's what the architect of the plan said. Yes. <laughs> and nobody believed it, and I guess. It a conspiracy theory. Yeah. Uh, and now we're to a point where it has changed from a an issue that was a very unpopular for Democrats to one that is now part of what we have. We can't take it away from the people who need it. Mm-hmm. It's no longer a, a thing where Republicans are even saying it needs to go away. What they're saying is, well, look, it's there and we can't get rid of it, but we can improve you know, this 1% of it. That's what happens with these entitlements. It, it becomes, as soon as people start getting it, then it becomes part of society, part of our social contract, which I don't remember signing. Right. And it is something that dominates. Just like Medicare and Social Security. Yeah. Same thing. I mean, there were, at the time, lots of conservatives who pointed out, hey, Social Security, that just sounds like a giant redistribution of wealth program. Yeah, it's socialism. And at at, at its very best, it sounds like the government forcing you to save. And I love the fact that uh, Democrats now say, well, Republicans were saying back back then that it was socialism. Yeah. Yeah, because it was. And it is. And people might have gotten used to it now. And so even some Republicans love it now. Oh, oh, it's very popular, these programs. Yeah, well, well of, of course, course you, they are. You made it part of their life. The average person gets more than two times the amount that they put in out of Social Security. And Medicare is even worse. I mean, Medicare is absolutely the main thing bankrupting this country right now. Uh-huh. And, you know, it, it, the fact that they don't even means test it, uh, that Bill Gates can get Medicare if he wants is completely ridiculous. Mm-hmm. We all understand that there's a good motivation behind that program, but maybe if you didn't take our money our entire lives, 
uh, and spent it on on crap, we'd be able to pay for our own retirement. We'd be able to pay for our own insurance after we retire. You know, instead we have these programs, and I think a completely underrated worst president of all time nominee is Lyndon Johnson. Um, never gets never gets the attention he deserves at, when you talk about the worst presidents in, in U.S. history. But he deserves uh, uh, that title. Or he's at definitely least, down there. Yeah, he's definitely down there. Yeah, he um, is. And he created all of these programs that are that are creating all of this debt. And now we have Democrats creating even more programs that will double and triple down on these ideas that didn't mm-hmm. work. And Republicans barely bring it up anymore. I mean, when's the, you do not hear Republicans make arguments about debt and deficit anymore. No, you don't. It's just not a thing right now. And it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. Because if these things actually mattered to us, and, and I know we've made these arguments, I know people in these in, in the audience are making these arguments all the time, but uh, you know, if you didn't believe it then, and you were making mm-hmm. the arguments, then you're just playing the same crappy brand of politics that every politician plays. If you if you care about the debt and the deficit, people in Washington right now deserve heat for it because they're not addressing it at all, at all. Pat and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program. Well, that super ultra right wing conservative Mm. Supreme Court again struck again (laughs) and allowed a prominent climate scientist to pursue a defamation lawsuit against a conservative magazine and a think tank that compared him to a convicted child molester. So um, here goes... uh, yeah, they're just so conservative. So conservative. These justices. Actually, they didn't really rule on it. They just said they're not going to hear it. They're not going to hear the case. Right. I mean, like, th- there's no way you can win this lawsuit, can you? I mean, it's I don't so, think so ridiculous. But, yeah. I mean, it shouldn't even be able to. I, I guess you could sue for whatever you want, and maybe that's kind of the standard. Maybe. Um, but comparing someone to something? Yeah. That, that's not a lawsuit. That's not a lawsuit. It's not. No. It's not. And But they're doing it. Um, Is it Michael ju- Mann? It's, yeah. Of course. It okay. is Michael Mann. Michael Mann, uh, well known for his litigious nature. Uh, reportedly. He's the one allegedly. that came up with the hockey stick yes. theory, yeah. right? Yeah. And, and what are they, is it, um, is this the National Review? They're going after National Review. And yes. what, what's the Competitive other one? Competitive Enterprise Institute. CEI, yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, this is, you know, in my opinion. Is, Thank you. Uh, yes. yeah, there you go. In my opinion is just a way to intimidate people. To, to get in line, right? If you if you mm-hmm. if you can figure out a way to sue people into silence, well, and that's what they, they want to do. That's your what work. they desperately want to do because they can't they can't afford to have any pushback on their nonsense because it is just that a lot of it is just nonsense. I mean, you can't get them to tell you I mean, where's the catastrophe here. Where is that occurring? I see weather events that have always happened. I don't see the catastrophic weather necessarily. I mean. We do have floods. We do have tornadoes. We have yeah. hurricanes. But we but also we have always charts have. that show that they're not increasing. Right. I mean, it's, it, it, there's a lot of scary stuff out there. Uh, but it's amazing how the media maintains this idea that it's the right wing that's fear-mongering. Like, it's, yeah. it's us. Right? right? You're saying yes. the whole earth is basically going to catch on fire. <laughs> You're listening to Glenn Beck.